0: How many of you all were feeling the love of God in our time? Okay, I want, uh, I want to do something uh, because uh, you, we're told in the scriptures that God is love. All right, so you weren't encountering a feeling, you were encountering the person of God. Okay, so I'm gonna, I just felt led to do this. I'm gonna read through a passage because I, I wanna actually kind of like enhance that. Um, it's so important that you know. That intimacy with God, that's our our end, that's our goal. I mean, completeness within him. You have all that you need within him, and and he's full in you. And so to encounter the presence of God is to encounter the face of God. You know, there's no word in the Old Testament for presence. Instead, it's face when they uh, translate that. And so this is the, the, the face of God. You're, you're encountering him in this time. And I, I want to nuance it a little bit for you so that you can experience the different ways that he has been revealing himself to you in this time because this is family, and I want you to know your dad, okay? So uh, if you wouldn't mind, just, just close your eyes for a moment. Um, Father, I, I just want to wait on you just for a moment, and I, I ask through your Holy Spirit that you would enhance that love right now. And Lord, I I release that love. (laughs) Hear these words over you, my friends. God is patient with you. Lord, I ask you to remove... Every time one of your daughters or sons have felt impatience now that you'd break that and remove that and reveal your patience over them, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get where you're going. He's gonna be patient with you the entire time. God is kind. He's kind for you. To ask that you would remove away the effects that uh, meanness may have had on anyone here, and remove that now from their awareness of who you are. God does not envy; He's not going to take from you anything that, that's that's His in you. Love and God is is not. Conceited. He's not boastful over you. And Father, I ask you to reveal your humility, how easy it is to be with you because you won't use anybody here. You never have. God does not act improperly. He's not selfish. And he's not easily provoked for you. I want to ask that you remove times where people have felt that they have to perform or something bad might happen. (laughs) Let them now be at ease. We're we're family here. This is your house. You're in control here. Just release that of your friends, of your children. God does not keep a record of wrongs for you, for your family. It's forgotten, friend. Father, let them know your clean slate toward them, the purity of heart that you have for them right now. God does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. And so, where you've felt the effects of others rejoicing in unrighteousness, I would ask that you would now reveal how you rejoice in truth that's in them. Let them know the joy that they have in you in their righteousness. God bears all things for you. God believes all things that he's spoken over you. God hopes completely in you, even when you don't have hope for yourself. And love and God will always endure whatever it is that you bear right now. Father, I, I thank you that you never give up on any of us ever or it's been a thousand times that we've failed even if it's in one area you never give up and so I ask you to wash away the effects that people have had of their own disappointments and regrets <laughs> Lord let them know now your love complete and I'm just going to wait for a moment because in one of these areas I believe that he's been speaking to you uniquely that's the Father. That's Him in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing will separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing. You are whole. Nothing will ever separate that. You're never going to be cut off from God. You're already included in His promises, and you already exist in the promised land. Nothing can separate you from His love. These last few weeks, if you uh, have been here, we've been talking a lot about peace and about how to how to think well. You know, from what AJ was saying, and, and pick up the correct envelopes. You know, and and hold on to that which is from God and. And then that unveiled the next week when we were talking about how to dream, impossible dreams with God. This is a house where dreams come alive and are activated and will be supported. When we think the way that God thinks about us, his peace is therefore released, and we have the ability to accomplish the impossible. And and then we heard how to listen well, and how in listening well, faith is activated, and the impossible becomes realized. That was last week and so our ears are open in this place and your ears are open to hear God and to hear what he's saying about you that he is patient and in these things friends you can conquer anything nothing will hold you back nothing is impossible for the love of God will never be separate from you and we're going to hone in on that even a little bit more. We're going to press into it. I, I love I love, <laughs> I love, being a part of this place. There's such a revelation that happens when, you know, John is preaching, when AJ is preaching, when whoever comes in here, I, and, I, and it's effective. It, it hits me, and it keeps on revealing itself over the days ahead and over the weeks ahead, and it keeps on building and building, and it's like, this is, this is great. You're actually re- you're seeing the presence of God revealed. And so I, I felt led to, to build off of that even a little bit more, and I was reminded of a, of a story um, you know, we were talking about listening only to what God is speaking and keeping your ears only on that which God is speaking. And last year, uh, when that hurricane came through uh, in September uh, down at the coast, Elizabeth and I and our family were at the beach. We had, we had gotten to uh, the beach on that Saturday uh, afternoon, and we got there, and our parents, my parents, who invited us, um, said, uh, oh, you know, there's a hurricane coming through, and it's supposed to come through on Monday, and they're going to shut down the beach. we we'll probably have to go <laughs> no, we didn't know that, <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, we prayed the, that night, and the Lord said to us, uh, stay all week, uh, the hurricane's going to turn north, hit Wilmington, and it's going to decrease in size uh, before it hits the coast, so you can stay, and we were uh, in Litchfield Beach, which is just south of Myrtle Beach, and all indications up to that point was it was going to be like the storm of the century hitting the South Carolina coast, but the Lord said, you guys are good. And so we said, okay. And McMaster on Sunday, uh, Governor McMaster, he calls for a mandatory evacuation. And, uh, and our rental company, they call us and they said, hey, you guys are going to have to leave. We checked our rental agreement. And we said, actually, no, we, we don't have to. <laughs> 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 Uh, then they sent some people to board up the house, you know, anyway, on that Monday. And, and talking to them, we said, hey, listen, we're going to be sticking around. Do you mind not boarding up the door and that kind of thing? And, and there was a man that was there. He looked at me, and he said, um, you know, God's in control, and I think we're going to be all right. I said, yeah, I, I believe the same thing. He's telling us the same thing. But we started receiving reports from the news. You know, storm of the year. This is terrible. Flee. And, and then we would begin to listen a little bit to that. You know, and guess what we'd begin to feel on our side? Yes. Yeah. And so we'd pray, and then we'd say, oh, okay, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'd a family, you know, well-meaning. They were saying, you got kids, don't do this. <laughs> and we would begin to listen to that a little bit, and it's like, oh, no. And we'd pray and, and, and recenter ourselves, and every time we did, the Lord kept on saying, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be okay. Keep on listening to what the Lord is saying. And sure enough, as the week passed. The the hurricane got real big, 4 almost to 5 and then it's like it got punctured right, right there on the southeast side and began to diminish as it went up to Wilmington hit Wilmington on that Friday, and it was supposed to rain all Friday and all Saturday, and we're like, we don't really want to drive in that, so we left that Friday morning before it all happened, and, but the, the Wednesday and the Thursday, we were the only people on the beach, it was amazing, <laughs> that Friday morning, we see the hurricane coming, all the girls are out on the beach, and we see the wind, and it's just beautiful, we're videotaping, it. we're dancing out there, because God had proven himself to be true in our life, and it was, a, it was a wonderful time, and it was a lesson for us, you know, exactly what uh, John uh, was preaching, you know, I thought the Lord says, that if, we, if you pay attention and listen to God, you're going to be okay, you know, he's not going to lead you astray, he's not going to lead you into places where uh, you're going to experience um, being cut off from him in particular. And so I wanted to get into a passage in 1 John chapter 4 that has been really helpful for me over the years in maintaining peace maintaining love and there's some instruction in there that leads to the cross and so it's going to get not necessarily technical but i, I want you all to hear about what jesus has provided for you in this so in first john 4 i'm, I'm going to let i'm going to read um from verse 7 but the meat of it's going to be a little bit further down so let these words initially just wash over you and whenever you hear the word of god spoken there's a spirit the holy spirit who makes these words alive inside of you, and so it's not necessarily, you know, always having to rationally understand and analytically get there. That's true. That's good. It's good to to understand it that way, but first here is this, the voice of God is speaking to you, okay? And so listen up, because the word of the Lord is being spoken. Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only one and begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is perfected in us. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is perfected in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given assurance to us from his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the father has sent his son as the world's savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and the one who remains in love remains in God and God remains in him. In this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment for we are as he is in this world so much to this this is the part I wanted to focus on there is no fear in love instead full mature complete love drives out fear because fear involves punishment so the one who fears has not reached perfection wholeness completion maturity in love we love because he first loved us in that verse 18 there's that word punishment and that, that in um, in the the Greek means more accurately you know as accurately as you can say it to be cut off something in you cut off something you know a person from society cut off you know, an arm leg you know uh, <coughs> if you stole it's cut off uh, so it involves punishment but it's a sense of being cut off, uh, estranged, alienated. If you remain in God, if you love one another and you become aware of the love that God has within you, and you're aware that judgment has passed from you, remaining in that place, then therefore you are not gonna be punished, you're not gonna be cut off, and so therefore there's no reason to fear. So let's, let's slow down a little bit and think about what, uh, what fear is. Um, we know from our, uh, our science studies that, and also just you know, our own uh, history, that fear involves thinking about the future. Every time. In the present, we're, we're here. But as soon as you know, Jesus would say, you know, tomorrow has enough warriors of its own. if we think about the, the, the future, if we begin to consider life, especially apart from God, then, then we can become fearful. We can become afraid. There's something about tomorrow that, that we, can, we can look at and be afraid of. And if, in this context, fear has to do with being cut off in the context of Judgment then that which we fear is being cut off, in this case, in the context, from God, from love. And that's, that's impossible. It, it cannot happen because our new covenant that's now in him, it, it's illegal for us now in this new covenant to be cut off from him by any action of God. <laughs> that's a big, big deal. Yeah. All right, so what happens then when we have fear? So I'll propose to you that <laughs> there's an area of our life where we have placed our trust that is apart from God. There's an area that we place our trust that is actually cut off from God. You know, God is love, God is perfect. And so in him who dwells inside of us, according to the scripture passage, what Jesus said, I have fullness of love at all times. If my peace rests in my income... then that's apart from God. That's a place that's been cut off. God says that he, he's always provided for us. So think of it like this. So income you know, may provide for you guys something. You know, it's maybe different for everybody. Income may be security. Income may be peace. Income may be status. It may become you know, the, the promise of always having someone to love you. you know, it can result in a lot of different things. We, we have to break down where these fears come from. And it's, uh, it, it's an important thing. When we were at the beach, we were considering, as we gazed at the weather, you know, what are we afraid of? Um, man, we're afraid of making God look bad, you know, because we're saying that God told us this. Uh, we're afraid of being off. We're afraid of being mistaken. We're afraid of looking foolish. Uh, we're afraid of losing our kids, you know. Uh, we're afraid of being stuck in a house with family. i No, that's not true. <laughs> So we 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 would do the heart thing. All right, what am I afraid of right now? You know, um, each one of these things. And so God, I'm placing my um, my sense of reputation in uh, in 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 me and in, in my ability to hear from you. I, I'm sensing. I'm placing you know my inclusion in the family of God. You know, in, in my trustability in in my abilities to hear from you, as opposed to your abilities to back up what you're saying. And and therefore that's a part of uh, me that I'm giving to the world. And therefore that is you know, I'm cutting myself off from God in that in that area. And 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 so I have to renew my mind and understand that every part of me is fully loved and in God. And so if I trust something outside of that, then that's that's an area that's that I'm placing myself to be cut off from. And so that's and so I wanna get more specific in that because in John three there's a, there's a similar passage that I think, you know, John's the author of First John, right? Uh, the gospel of John also is the same author. And so the words that he's using, we can have a little bit more confidence that we're talking about the same thing here. And so in John 3, we see in 19, this then is the judgment. So again, we're, we're I'm trying to understand the context of verse John, what, what judgment is. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil, For everyone who practices wicked things hates the light and avoids it so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. We have this light that's within us, that's in in all of us in God, and the more that we continuously open ourselves up to God and acknowledge what our fears are, acknowledge where I'm seeking after love or seeking after peace or seeking after acceptance or seeking after affection or seeking after community or seeking after whatever outside of God who God is, then that's an area, as I bring it up to the light, there's no place for judgment in that. Oftentimes, the reason why we can remain afraid is because there's an area that we want to hold onto in our life and believe first that that is more stable, more real, more uh, powerful, more lovely, more, more easily to assess than God himself is. And so what we do is we just acknowledge that to the Lord. And I was telling our foundations class this morning, that I oftentimes find that to be true in my life. You know, I find an area where, you know, when, maybe one when of my daughters, or maybe it's a, a look that Elizabeth will give me, like she's, she's lovely. And so when, when she smiles, it makes me happy, you know? And, I, and I, so I, so I created that. Maybe, maybe she's having a bad day, and I, and I miss that happiness. You know, so it made me afraid that she's gonna be like this forever. You know, <laughs> which is not. We have little kids, and it's fine. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so she's always smiling, and it's beautiful. And it makes me happy, and I love that. Um, but I, I, I need to give her space sometimes to, uh, you know, to, to wrestle with things for God. And, and I need not to need that from her so that she can have that. And so I'll identify a spot in my life and I say, Lord, you know, I, I need her happiness. I need that from her. And I find that that's easier to have from her than you. And I find that she and her smile is more powerful than your smile. And, and, and so that's just bringing it to the light. <clears throat> I mean, this is how easy he makes it, to walk in line and just bring things out from our own heart. And I was like, so Lord, I, I, I want to feel your face shining upon me. You know, I, I want to know that right now. And what does he do? <laughs> He's like, yeah, of course. You know, you, you're in me. You're my son, you know. I, I delight to give this to you. It's, it's no sweat. There, were, there have been times in the past <clears throat> where you know, John called me a rascal a few weeks ago, um, because of uh, of my past, and and that's true. Um, there were a lot of things that I delved into in the world that uh, that I thought were a lot of fun, a lot of substances, a lot of uh, people, all that kind of stuff, a lot of partying. And I remember when I got saved and started walking with the Lord, there'd be <laughs> there'd be days where I was, I'd be reading the scriptures, or doing my like you know Christian thing, and I'm like. I'm bored, God. <laughs> you know? And I was reminded, you know, like, remember that time at that concert when that guy hit that note and I was on that thing and, whoo, that was fun. And, and I was like, oh, God, you know, tell me, like, you know, in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You're God. You designed design me for pleasure, you designed me for fun. But I'm with you, and I feel less than, than that time right there. So, Lord, what's going on with that? And so what I would do is I would just acknowledge that before God. I would say, Lord, you know, I'm being tempted with this right now. I'm craving that right now. And I just think that that was easier to hold on to you and, and easier to have because I can, I can call up somebody, you know, than then, then in, then in getting this from you. And mm-hmm. I just acknowledge that, you know. And then I would find that there was actually an area in my heart where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, as I'm, as I'm here in the light, I just feel like you're stingy. God, I don't know what it is, but somewhere inside of me, I just believe that you're stingy in giving these things, or maybe you feel like I'm a black sheep or something like that. Yeah, like I just like I'm not worthy of it, and so then it would uncover areas in my heart where I just say, "All right, I believe this about you as well." And and so in the process of time, because I believe this passage that you know any place of fear in my heart um, doesn't have to be there. Our our call um, as Christians is to be perfected in love and never have fear in our life. Uh, you know in. In our Christian community sometimes, um, we, we, we can mix messages a little bit. When, when we come in afraid, um, when we come in you know, lowly, when we come in, in need, uh, like this is always a place of welcome. In the church, you should always feel welcomed in a place of any level of brokenness, of fear. And the church hasn't always done a good job of that. If we've had you know, mental distress, these kind of things, there's always acceptance. There's always pull the broken, and we want that so bad. But sometimes that's where we lead people, and and sometimes we can accept, you know, that, that brokenness and, and and miss a little bit and say that it's just okay to remain that way. And it's it, you're always in family, you're always going to be in that place. But as we bring things to the light according to the word of God, we don't have to stay afraid. And 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 John isn't being mean when he says that you're not perfect, you're not mature yet, you know, when you have fear. He's just being honest because as Jesus is in this passage so also are you in the world and Jesus never knew fear and so we we set Jesus sets a bar you know really high and then says you've already made it okay (laughs) and then we're going to grow into it and it's going to be a lot of fun along the way because every area where you recognize a fear in your life I'm going to touch you right there as you bring it to the light and you're not going to know it any longer it's going to disappear. Uh, and so, in community, it, it's all right. No, let, me, let me back up. okay. Um, this is a new family here at a church. Christians are, are a new family. It, it's it's a uh, we are a new creation, and we're a new family. Our family of origin that we were born into um, is not technically our realist family. That's, that's, that's a harder message than some. When we would minister in the Middle East, um, when the, the Muslims that we had, that had got brought to the Lord, um, when they got baptized, they would sometimes be killed. They'd be beaten. They would be estranged from their family because they came into the family of God. It's pretty stark, but it's real, and they're willing to. We don't always see it that way, especially in the South, because we're all Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so we're stepping on some buttons and some, pushing on some buttons and stepping on some feet and so when we begin to live out our lives on fire for God sometimes going after things and our family is like what are you doing We're like what do you mean what, you, what am I doing what are you doing you know and, and, and it can feel at times like we're, we're, we're pulling family apart All right. and, and so it, it just it complicates things in, in that setting um, here in this church, you are part of a new family. And as a result of that, uh, we are all growing in fearlessness. And as a result of that, um, we can therefore bring our fears to the surface together and, and not let it be something that we're afraid of in the context of our community. And so we can expose our mess to the light and acknowledge it and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm feeling this right now. <laughs> I was still in our foundations class. I, I used to be a, a big, big people pleaser. Like I, I just was you know, afraid of people, afraid of, afraid of conflict, really, like, growing up, I just, I just didn't like, you know, conflict, um, it's not something that I just enjoy today, <laughs> but, but I'm willing to today, and, and I, I see the fruit of it, and so, <laughs> so I was in, uh, I was in seminary, and we were doing these, uh, Soul care groups and uh, a spiritual formation time that that, uh, groups that we were having, and a dear friend of mine, Reed Satterfield, was our uh, mentor and leader, and um, and he was leading us um, at the time, um, you know, just to you know become aware of what the presence of the Lord was doing and and the Spirit of God, and and uh, and I I came in that one day really needy, you know, and just feeling it, feeling like I gotta have a touch from God, and I need it, and I'm gonna, you know, it's be hard, and I had a dear friend of mine who uh, came in and just started talking about his needs first. And I was like, oh, man, no. <laughs> no. And, and, and it had happened before, and so I was a little frustrated, and, and it became a, a thing for me in the room. And so Reed was, uh, uh, he paused the conversation. He's like, David. And he was so discerning. He's like, what's on your heart right now? I want you to tell me what's on your heart. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> I began to sweat profusely. Oh, no. No. <clears throat> Uh, I'm feeling like I'm being ignored by my friend over here I'm feeling like it's all about him I'm not saying it's true but oh, I feel this and I, I just I just broke out in a cold sweat and, uh, and my friend just responded with such grace he's like oh man I'm, I'm so so sorry I, that's not my intention at all and, and, and what's on your heart and, and it led me to a time of just understanding you know, freedom like I brought something to the light for the first time in the context of community it was really scary for me to do that yeah. And the result of it in the end was a deep connection with my friend and a trust in the Holy Spirit that he leads us in times like this. Um, friends, it, it, whenever we bring these vulnerable things to one another, it, it, this, is, this is such a treasure. It's such an opportunity. You're walking on hallowed ground. On, on, and, and, and in our context of community, we can do that. And the conversations, they don't have to be deep. They don't have to be scary. They don't have to be awkward. It can be simply, uh, I'm feeling this. I'm not saying that It's true. But I just want to bring it out to the surface, and, and be at the very least, can we, can we just pray about it? And, and, and what a good place to start um, and, and go in from that. That place of vulnerability and transparency in the context of the Spirit, knowing that we are all growing out of fear because now we have this love within us, it's, it's beautiful. And because we had this answer, Jesus took everything that would cut us off from community, cut us off from Him first, and He put it on the cross. Everything you know everything that you've ever been wounded by in the past uh, church church leaders has also been been placed on on the cross and and everything that's been out there and we want to we want to model that as best we can we're not going to get it perfect uh, so allow one another the, the grace of that the more inside the more you yourself are connected with god and the, the the more you're less estranged <laughs> from yourself and from god the more you're going to be able to offer that also um, to others and so one of the great works that you can do in your life is to become aware of the things that you're afraid of bring it to the light and then ask god for it now some of you may not feel it first as fear some of you may feel it as anger anger protects us from fear we have fight or flight. And that's, that's fun. Um, guys, especially, you know, just a little bit more skewed than, than ladies, we'll, we'll tend to you know, grab a hold of it with anger first, and either turn it inward against ourselves and self-hate or, you know, try to grab a hold of it for others. Pause at any time that you're, you're anger, a- angry and just wonder, am I afraid of something, God? Am I afraid that I'm, I'm, I'm being cut off from, from something that you have to give to me? Is there any loss that I might be experiencing that's not there? And And... And so when I'm not feeling love, to me, that is permission to pause every time and just wonder with God, what is this? What is this? You know, what, what is it that I'm experiencing? And I experience this all the time. Uh, it's not always my stuff. Sometimes I'm, I'm gonna be experiencing stuff that's coming into the people that I'm, I'm meeting with. I'm just encountering that. I'm like, all right. So I begin to process and pray through that. So then I have from heaven the answer for, for them. But any, either way, especially for the feelers, that's going to be true. Whenever I'm feeling anxious, whenever I'm feeling afraid, whenever I feel that you know, anger, that sadness, I just pause because according to the scriptures, I can have love all the time. I can have that exercise. I can have that peace. I can have that patience. I can have that kindness. I, I can have that sense of knowing you know, that all my, my uh, accounts are clean at all times, and when I'm beginning to feel different than that, that's now permission to be like, oh, sweet, there's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> And I I think it's really healthy to do that. And and as a community, you know, I'm wondering, God, why do you keep on, you know, these conversations on peace? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called family. Family's being released here in this place. You guys can feel that, right? (laughs) As we make peace here, internally with everything, with God, we make peace, therefore, There. (laughs) Because the love that we have now within us overcomes the hatred and, and, and all that kind of stuff between our brothers and sisters, and now we pull people into that love, into that peace. And so sometimes we ask, like, how do we maintain the peace? How do we love one another well when I've got this stuff? Well, just w- what's inside of you? Bring it before the Lord. What are you looking for and that, that you're afraid of losing? You know, what is it that your job provides? What is it that thing provides? What is it that that video provides? You know, what is it that that person provides? that you're afraid of losing (laughs) let me let me get a little bit you know more potentially controversial for some people Uh, sometimes we can be afraid of like losing our kids all right (laughs) and uh, losing a loved one (sighs) so our kids can sometimes and people can sometimes represent something about ourselves that we're not aware of So maybe if, if I'm having a kid that's having a daughter that's having a rough day or week or year and, and I'm beginning to think to myself, like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm a bad parent. Um, suddenly, I'm, I'm thinking their behavior represents me. And so I'm looking to them to satisfy that something that already God has, has completed in me. And, and so whenever I'm afraid of something that I see in my child, if I'm angry with it, which does happen, Sometimes um, I have to uh, take stock of that and I wonder, all right, why am, I, why am I needing this from them? You know, because I don't want to control. I don't, I don't want to go down that path. And then sometimes when, when we're facing the, the, the death of a loved one, we can, we can say things like, oh, I'm just so afraid to face uh, these circumstances because this person was like such a, a strength or, or that kind of thing. And, and that's and that's really good because God gives us people sometimes that we need to at times, you know, rely on. But we also recognize that, you know, that person is a representation of God. Jesus said something, and I preach this at funerals sometimes. He said something that sounds offensive in John fourteen twenty six, I believe. He said, uh, uh, truly I said to you, if you knew where I was going, you'd be rejoicing. And so here, here Jesus is outside of somebody. He's doing all these miracles, and he's protecting people, and I'm like, I want you to be there always. Like Peter's wanting to, to keep him, and everyone would want Jesus to stay right there with him at all times. He said, no, it's better for me to go. Um, first off, before he said that, he said, you know, if you knew where I was going, you'd be rejoicing. So true love rejoices that a loved one goes to be with the father I mean, and that's that's not offensive true love rejoices that that person goes to be with the father um, to live as christ to die as gain <clears throat> so true love that doesn't consider myself i'm good i got everything with god thank you you're going to be there it's be amazing and, and that's the goal but he also is practical he said so and he follows that up he said but i won't leave you as an orphan i'll send you the the holy spirit who will be your comforter And so every area where you feel fear, you shall be comforted. In this world, you are going to be uncomfortable for the rest of your life. That's not a prophecy. Okay? I'm just saying that we have a comforter for a reason. Okay? We don't have to have circumstances be a certain way. Peter, if you remember, was prophesied by Jesus that at the end of his life, he would go where he didn't want to go and he'd be bound and and taken to a place that he did not want to go. So here's Peter, the rock of the church, at the end of his life, having to go somewhere where he didn't want to go. He was going to need a comforter at that time. And and he saw it through the rest of his life. And and so I'm just trying to help, you know, not only give us a solution to when we feel these things rise up in us, but also just give us proper expectations so that when things are going awry, the the solution isn't to, like, grab a hold of or fix or make sure that person's this way or that's the way. It's like, all right, God, what, what am I seeking after in this situation, in this person, that, that is from you first. But then I can bring peace into this. And let me tell you, so, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, John was just hitting on so many things a few weeks ago. In Philippians 4, uh, so good. He was talking about um, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. And <clears throat> so, you know, if you remember, like, think about these things. Whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, Um, whatever is graceful you know think about these things and the peace of God which transcends all understanding so if if we use our mind and our understanding to think about heavenly things we have peace that goes beyond our understanding and our mind okay but then he follows it up with all right. so then once you have this peace in you once once you you let this thing go from the world and receive the love of God and receive the peace of God from him finally brothers uh, sorry Um, if there is uh, dwelling these things okay then he, he ends it off in verse 9 of chapter 4 after you receive this peace, do what you have learned and received, all right? So now do this and received and heard and seen in me. So Paul's saying, I'm an example to you. And, and many of you friends, like I want you to know that you're an example to many and, and, and that you have opportunity to be an example of, of who Jesus is everywhere you go. Amen. And it's okay to say that. And I want you to have the confidence in the days ahead to say, be like me it's not arrogant if you really are reflecting Jesus and you have that birthright okay okay do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and here's the calling and the God of peace will be with you when the finger of God when the God of peace goes into the world what happens the kingdom of heaven the miracles the, the healings the signs and wonders Jesus came out of the wilderness full of peace the power of God came upon him and that gave him authority into the world we take a hold of anything that's in here and then therefore we have authority out here and the God of peace will be with us the peace of God is here inside the God of peace goes with us once we have that and then he pointed out in Judges 6 about Gideon and it's, it's the same thing it's so good so you see there's a pattern here And verse 23 after Gideon had heard what the Lord had said, tested him, tested him, tested him, therefore, and then believed. So then Gideon got enough peace to go and do what God had said go destroy these altars. After he did that, and then after he won the battles, but the Lord said to him, Peace to you, don't be afraid, for you will not die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord, and there he called it Yahweh Shalom, the God of peace. It's the same thing everywhere you look throughout scriptures. You believe what he says. That all you need for life and godliness is within you. That God is love and He is within you. That you're complete in Him. You receive it. You let go of anything else you're holding on to. And then a God of peace will be with you to go accomplish any victory that you want. That He's put your heart on. (sighs) Sound good? Okay. So we are a family. You are part of our family. You're no longer cut off, you're no longer punished. That is illegal here. You're part of a family. You're not estranged. You're not divorced from God. Everything that is in God is in you. So we're going to be growing in this in the years ahead and the days ahead. And I want you guys to feel the permission to be fearless and be invulnerable. And letting God take that and be your satisfaction. And oftentimes, we don't know what the answer is. If you're feeling that, like, well, can I just pray and ask God that, that he would satisfy that? And the simple thing is, God, I, I've sought after this here from this situation, the circumstances, this person, whatever, me, our children. I release that to you. Forgive me, cleanse me of that. But I need this. And I receive it now from you. What, what, what do you want? What do you need in your heart? Do you need to be, uh, at times, respected? Uh, do you need to be known that your pursuit, you know what is it that that is on your heart and ask god for it there's there's no need that you have that's too big or too crazy or too disgusting or whatever like that from god sometimes we we attach a negative to a normal desire and the normal desires that you have and needs that you have is he really wants to satisfy first in him delight yourself in the lord and then actually the hebrew says and he'll give you the requests of your heart it says the desires of your heart but the literal word is request it's used in other places requests or prayers petitions Delight yourself in him, your fullness in him, and then go out into the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let me pray a blessing for that and a release for that here. Father, I, I ask again that you would, you would pull up love into everyone's consciousness and awareness right now. Raise it up. Spirit, manifest love in this room. Manifest love online. Everywhere this message goes, Lord, manifest love right now in the hearts and minds of everyone who hears this. Father, I, I ask that you would bring up one thing, one storm, one hurricane, one need, one desire, one worry, one care that is potentially distracting somebody any one of us from this love anything that says it's better more powerful more real than you are just bring that one thing up Lord I want I ask for the the gift of uh, repentance the the spirit of of a new mind right now we have the mind of Christ I, I bless everyone here with the mind of Christ to simply let go of that Acknowledge that before the Lord, and then you have permission to release that, and you have the power to release that. He who is in you is greater than anything in this world, better than anything in this world. But identify what that need is, that desire is. And through the gracious gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells in each one of us, God is love and God in them, grant now that which they desire. love you, Daddy. Thank you for being our provider for all things. Amen.